Well, so glad to be back up here walking through the Word of God with you all here this morning. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm excited and I'm humbled and I'm challenged to go into the second installment of this series that we've titled, You Are Known. Would you just preach it to the person next to you really quick? Just tell them, just say, hey, you are known. You are known right there. You are known. You're known. You're known. You're known. That's right. We're studying through, all right, that's all I said to say. Y'all, <laughs> y'all going into something deeper now. Uh, <laughs> just carry that afterwards. Now I'm just playing. Um, we're studying through the life of Jacob. And Jacob is a man that we see in the Bible, featured primarily throughout the book of Genesis, which is the first book that we see in the scriptures. And God speaks to us through this book, Genesis, and, and specifically, I believe, we can see in the life of Jacob. Last week, we talked about how, how Jacob's story began. And he is actually the, the great-grandson of uh, Abraham, who is oftentimes called the father of the faith. And Abraham gave birth to a guy by the name of Isaac. Isaac would then marry an awesome lady named Rebecca in this really cool story. And they would give birth to two twin boys. And these two boys were named Jacob and Esau. So these two twin boys we saw last week have this complicated story already. And they're, they're, they're struggling within the womb. The text says that they were jostling with one another. Remember the definition for jostling means bumping. They were, they were running across the ring and slamming into each other in the womb. That had to be an intense pregnancy. All right. Um, and, and, and. She, even Rebecca said, Lord, what's going on? Remember, be careful what you pray for. It might happen. And then she gave birth to these two boys. And it, it, the text says that Esau came out first, which is a big deal to be the firstborn son. That means that he would carry the legacy that Abraham was left to Isaac. And then Isaac left to his firstborn son, Esau. The birthright's a big deal. We're going to learn more about that. And, and clutching at his heel was coming right behind him named Jacob. And so Jacob was already clutching at his heel. He was already heel grabbing. That's why he got the name Jacob. We saw last week that, you know what, sometimes you just got to let go of the heel. You got to let go of the person that's in front of you. Let go of the person you're comparing yourself to. Let go of the thing that's stealing your joy so that you can be you. Because when you realize that you're known by God for who you are, he doesn't know you as somebody else. He knows you. He, he, you're a one of one. Like your makeup, your identity, your, your DNA, there's nobody like you on the face of the earth, right? And we have an example of Jacob and Esau who were born literally seconds apart, but were so different. We're going to see that here later in this text. So I want to go ahead and pull up Genesis chapter 1. I'm sorry, not Genesis chapter 1. Genesis chapter 25, and I want us to look at verses 27 all the way through 34. If you're ready, say ready. If you're hungry, say, let's eat. Let's, eat. let's read this word. Let's get this, let's get this good food today. When the boys grew up, right? So we saw them get, get they, they were born last week, and now they're, they're growing. When the boys grew up, Esau was a skillful hunter, a man of the field, while Jacob was a quiet man dwelling in tents. Verse 28, Isaac loved Esau because he ate of his game, but Rebekah loved Jacob. Verse 29, once when Jacob was cooking stew 
Esau came in from the field, and he was exhausted. Verse number 30, Esau said to Jacob, hey, bruh. Well, he didn't say that. That's what I said. He said, he said let me eat some of the, that red stew, for I'm exhausted. Therefore, his name was called Edom. Jacob said, sell me your birthright now. Dang, bro. <laughs> Just went for it like that, right? No love in this family. Verse 32, Esau said, I'm about to die. Of what use is a birthright to me? Verse 33, Jacob said, swear to me now. So he swore to him and sold his birthright to Jacob. Verse 34, then Jacob gave Esau bread and lentil stew. And he ate and he drank and he rose and he went his way. Thus Esau despised his birthright. What a sad verse. Therefore Esau despised his birthright. I want to preach a message to you this morning that I'm titling, Don't Do It, It Just Ain't Worth It. Now, I know some of you are like, don't use the word ain't, ain't, ain't a word, but I tried to use is not, and it just sounded too, like, correct, and it just, like, didn't, don't do it, it just is not worth it, just didn't sound as cool enough. So, don't do it, it just ain't worth it, all right? It is an opportunity for you to use that phrase today. I hope that it would stick on your heart. I hope that throughout the week, I hope that throughout this month, this year, I hope throughout the rest of your life, you'll remember this sermon, because it's that important. So if you're scrolling through your, your Twitter, your Instagram, uh, stop. If the person next to you is, elbow them, all right? And just tell them, don't do it. It just ain't worth it. It just ain't worth it. We're going to walk through these scriptures kind of piece by piece, verse by verse. And what I'm hoping is we can use this word don't. We can pull out some, we can pull out some don'ts. So maybe you're asking the question, what is it? Don't do it. What is it? We're going to talk about some different it's that can, can, can jump out in our lives that hopefully we can identify the it so that we won't do it and it won't hinder us in the life that God has given us. Let's look at verses 27 and 28 to kick us off today. The text says, when the boys grew up, Esau was a skillful hunter. He was a man of the field. He was a man's man. Remember last week we, we realized that he came out, he was all hairy. He was, he was red. He was hairy and red. And so they named him Esau, which means red. That's what the text says. They said, you know what, let's name him Red. And Edom is another word for red. And we see the, the nation of the Edomites come out of Esau's lineage. And it, it dates back to these stories. These are pillar stories. And we can learn a lot from them. Now, that... Welcome to the scouting report of Esau's life. Hey, we got to learn something about him. Skillful hunter. He's a man of the field. He's hairy. He's red. And he is loved by his dad. Now, Jacob, on the other hand, he was a quiet man. He was dwelling in tents. He was a mama's boy. Right? He was always home. He was cooking food. I'm not going to go out there. I'm not doing the hunting stuff. I'm not going out in the field. You know, there's bugs out there. I'm not trying to do all that. Like, I'll just stay home. <laughs> And now Rebecca loved that. Rebecca was like, awesome, son. Just stay right here with me. I got you. Nothing's going to happen. I'll take care of you. And yeah, Isaac loved Esau because he ate of his game. Let me give you the first point that I just want to highlight from this text. And maybe you can write it down, take a picture. Don't love someone only for what they can do for you. Parents in the room, 
Don't be that type of dad that only loves your son because of what he can do for you. Or maybe because you're still living your dream out through him. We see that here in, 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 in Isaac's life, right? Isaac, let's look back at the verse. Look, jump back with me at 27 and 28. Isaac loved Esau. Why? Because he's his son. No. <laughs> because he had to eat of his game. So, right, so Esau would go out and kill some stuff and say, here you go, dad, let's eat tonight. And dad would say, man, I love this boy, right? And, and we see Rebecca says, man, I love Jacob because he's always around me. And I think there's a principle in there for the parents in the room, man, don't show favoritism to your kids. I wish this text just said, hey, you know what? We see Isaac and we see Rebecca and they loved both their boys because they're their boys. But we see this first point that I just wanted to highlight just for you real quick when it says don't do it, it just ain't worth it. Don't love someone only for what they can do for you. That's a bad friend. Has anybody ever met somebody like that? Maybe that's just me. Maybe you have somebody like that in your life. Maybe you're that person and maybe God would speak to you about that today and you say stop doing that. Now, I know that this message may be a little challenging. It might not be the feel-good stuff, but hopefully it'll be practical and that we can get better today because I'm not interested in wasting your time or mine. And, and we see here in the text, the first thing, I just couldn't get past that reality that, you know, hold up, Isaac, you loved your son because of what he could do for you. And that's something that I think would play a part in his life later years down the road. The boys have grown up now. And we see Esau, he's in the field. He's a skillful hunter. He wasn't an average hunter. He was a skillful hunter. Dude had skills with the whatever he would use. All right? I'm, I don't think he had guns and stuff, but he had some stuff. All right? And he was skillful in his hunting. Meanwhile, Jacob was staying home. He was cooking. He was hanging out with mom. All right, let's go ahead and keep reading here on to the next verse. Let's go into verse 29. Once when Jacob was cooking stew... Esau came in from the field, and he was exhausted. And Esau said to Jacob, let me eat some of that red stew, for I'm exhausted. And therefore his name was called Edom. Jacob said, sell me your birthright now. Um, I just want to highlight a couple points in this scripture today that maybe you could look at with me. Uh, first off, the text says that he was exhausted. He was exhausted. Uh, there, I think there's a principle that we can get from this because all of us go through life and sometimes we get exhausted, don't we? Maybe you don't know what exhausted. Let me give you a definition for uh, the word exhausted. I want to pull it up here on the screen. Exhausted, it means drained. Have you ever felt drained? Some of y'all feel drained right now, right? I, I, I've felt that before. Maybe you just get to the end of your week and you just feel drained. Maybe, it's, maybe you just sit down in your car for five seconds and you're just like drained, right? Maybe you look at your gas tank and it's just drained, right? And, and drained, exhaustion means drained of one's physical or mental resources. Very tired. When you're drained, when you're exhausted, when you're very tired, I want to encourage you to be careful. To be careful with how you respond, to be careful with what you think about, to be careful with what you say, and to be careful with who you talk to. As we back up, as we look back at those verses, right, it says that he was exhausted. And it also says that he, he spoke to Jacob, right? It says that he was, he was tired, he was exhausted, he was drained, and Esau said to Jacob, what, one of the things I want you to see here is when you're exhausted, be careful who you talk to. 
right now. Jacob is the one who clutches at your heel. Jacob is one who has been uh, known as a deceiver. Jacob is one who is known as someone who will betray you, even if you're his own brother. I've found that I'm most susceptible to sin when I'm exhausted. When I'm, I'm out in the field and I'm by myself and I get tired and I'm exhausted. It seems then that I'm tempted to fall into sin. I just want to encourage you, if you're living your life alone and you're just working really hard and you're the skillful hunter, that is exactly the recipe that the enemy wants to use in your life to lead you into sin. And so I would say be careful who you talk to. And we see here in this text, as we continue reading, it says, let me eat some of that red stew, for I'm exhausted. It says, give me some of that stew. And notice what, notice what Jacob says to him. He says, sell me your birthright now. I, I'm, I'm looking at this like, what? Can you imagine? This is the worst trade in the history of the universe. There is, there, there is, this is a terrible trade. This is a, this is a bad look. All right, horrible trade. And this is what we see here. And, and let's continue reading and we'll, we'll talk about it. He says, Esau said, I'm about to die. What use is this birthright to me? Now let me highlight this because I think this is important right here. I'm about to die. Is he really about to die? No, you're not. You're lying, bro. I'm about to die. What use is a birthright to me? Let me give you the second point. These are just some little principles that I think you can learn from this sermon today. Let me give you the second point. Don't allow an exhausted emotion to lead to an exaggerated response. Did you catch that? Don't, don't allow an exhausted emotion, I'm exhausted right now, to lead to, I'm about to die. <laughs> what? Because it's in that moment that you might be tempted to say something you don't mean, to act in a certain way that you weren't intending to act, to do something that you were never even intended to do, to make a decision that would, would actually hinder your life. And we see that in the text. Right? We, we, we see to it. Let's go back to that verse. He says, I'm about to die. Of what use is this birthright to me? He's not about to die. And sometimes we, we do that in our own lives, right? We, we see something happen. I had this happen to me this morning. I, I had, uh, stubbed my toe, hurt my foot. And I was walking. I was like, man, this is killing me. And then the Lord was like, it's not killing you. You lying. You're lying. Right? And sometimes we do that. And I, I just want to, I want to, be careful, right? I just want to encourage you, when you're exhausted, you can exaggerate stuff, and your exaggeration may cause you to do something that'll, that'll, that'll affect the rest of your life. Like, this decision right now, they didn't realize it at the time, would affect the rest of both of their lives. I mean, this is a big deal right here. Don't allow your exhausted emotion to lead to an exaggerated response in your life, in the, in the workplace, in your school, 
in what you do as a mom or as a dad. Don't allow these different things that cause exhaustion, cause you to be drained, to, to have you react in a, in a way that's ungodly or sinful. Let's keep reading and we'll almost be ready to finish up. Let's go look back into our text today. Esau said, I'm about to die. What use is this birthright to me? Jacob said, swear to me now. Like Jacob's got this game plan, right? I want the birthright. I want the birthright. I, I want the most prized possession a person could have. And I'll give you a bowl of stew. <laughs> so he swore to him. Don't swear. There's no reason to swear. The book of Ecclesiastes says it's never good to swear. He swore to him and he sold his birthright to Jacob for a bowl of soup. It wasn't even chunky soup. It was like lentil soup. Like red bean soup. Like it could have been at least some like hearty like beef stroganoff like looking stew. He swore to him. I mean this is how I picture this like. And then he, Jacob gave Esau the bread and the lentil stew, and, and he ate and drank and rose and went his way. Thus Esau despised his birthright. Let, let, me give you the, let me give you the third point before we finish today. Read it off the screen with me. Ready? One, two, three. Don't give up what you can have for a lifetime for what you want in the moment. Y'all with me? I clap with that. Don't. Friend, don't, don't give up what you can have for a lifetime, for, for what you want in the moment. This is a horrible trade. This is the worst trade. I was thinking, I was like, I, I, I'm trying to think of some type of trade to relate. And because of my basketball mentality, my mind took me back to 1996 in the NBA draft when the Charlotte Hornets with the 13th pick in the NBA draft, selected Kobe Bryant, and on the same day traded him for Vladi Divac. I guarantee you, for the next 20 years, Kobe played for 20 years, the Charlotte Hornets hated their life. <laughs> and said, why do we do that? They're still trying to recover from 1996. Vladi Divac. No, no diss to Vladi, but he had already spent seven years playing the game. He had paid his dues. Kobe Bryant? And, and you see this trade happen, right? It's like, it's like trading the, the, the one of the best ever for like your birthright for stew. I, I was at dinner this past week with my, with my family. This principle is still true. Until this day, we were eating dinner this past week, and our waitress came up to us, and she said, hey, you know what? I got to tell you guys something. My son just went to Israel. And we were like, oh, that's awesome. She goes, yeah, birthright. And if you have the firstborn uh, son in, in a family with a Jewish heritage, you can still, it still counts. It's, it's still a big deal, in, in, especially in the Jewish heritage and culture and faith. And in this time, it was all the more. If you had the birthright, here's what that meant. When dad passed away, two things would happen. You would get double the inheritance. So you would not just get one part of the inheritance. You get double of that. And then you would get the legacy that your father left. Let me show it to you how the ESV study Bible says it. The ESV study Bible comments on um, the, the birthright. 
It says that Esau is indifferent toward his firstborn status. He does not grasp the significance of all that God has promised to fulfill through the unique line descended from Abraham, of which he is the natural heir. Have you guys ever heard God refer to himself as, I'm the God of Abraham, I'm the God of Isaac, and I'm the God of, he says Jacob, right? It was never supposed to be that way. It was always supposed to be, I'm the God of Abraham, I'm the God of Isaac, I'm the God of Esau. This one bad trade changed this guy's legacy. You could make a decision that will change your life. If you're, if, you're, if you're exaggerating on your emotion and you trade for what you could have for a lifetime, for what you want in the moment, and we do it all the time. You could look at Esau and call him terrible, but just know you're looking at a picture of yourself. Oftentimes we do this, right? I see people do this and, uh, all the time around me. They say, man, really, I really want to have a relationship. I really want to have a godly wife. I really want to have a godly husband. But you know what? I'm tired of waiting, so I'll take the bowl. I'll take the bowl of this stew. And I'll, uh, because it's right there in front of me, it's, it's quick. Go to the club, do something, make it happen. And, and it costs you your life. I really want to get, I really want to go get this job. I really want to be a leader. I want to be a high capacity, next level leader in my life. But this situation right here is quick. And in the moment, it, it gets me by. So I'd rather take what I can get in the moment rather than what I could have for a lifetime. Some people do this with their faith, right? I, I know God's calling me. I got a calling on my life. God's calling me to do ministry. God's calling me to preach. God's calling me to pastor. God's calling me to lead in kids ministry. God's calling me to do worship leading. I got all this idea and dream and vision on my life. I'm a leader. I'm an influencer, but I'll, tell, I'll settle for the bowl because it's in the moment. I'd rather choose what's in the moment for what I could have for a lifetime. I look at my life even as an example of this, and I know for me when I was in college and I put my yes on the table and I said, you know what, I'm going to receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I know that this is going to cost me. I don't know all that it's going to cost me, but I know it's going to cost me. It might cost me friendships. It might cost me influence. It might cost me relationships. It'll definitely cost me in the sin that my flesh would enjoy. Um, but you know what? I'm going to choose what I can have for a lifetime over what I can have in the moment and I sometimes think, as I think about this church that's just an amazing, incredible, beautiful church, the best church in the world, and, and I, look at, I look at my beautiful wife, who's the best wife in the world, and our, our awesome boys, and I'm thinking, man, I could have missed all this if I would have chose the bull. And I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm concerned that there's some of you here in the room that you have that option. You could take the easy road out, you know what's sad about this verse? Let me look back at it with you. Let, let, let's look back at those verses from, from 29 to 34, or 32 to 34. This is sad right here. Then Jacob gave Esau the bread and lentil stew, and he ate and drank and rose and went his way. That was it. How boring. Like, that's what sin does, doesn't it? It's like you go ahead and give in to sin, you get up and it's, gone, it's, it's over. Like, it wasn't even great. Like, it wasn't even like, man, this is an awesome stew. Like, man, I'm loving this stew right now. Like, oh, man, this is so great. I was about to die. He's just like, eh. All right, anyways, guys, what are we doing, right? That's, that's, that's a perfect picture of sin. It doesn't even satisfy you. 
Esau doesn't look any more joyful here. He gave up his birthright for that? Don't give up your faith. Don't give up your calling on your life. Don't give up the legacy that you could have because you want to be childish and you want to be stubborn and you want to be immature and you, and you want to take what's in the moment because it's easy instead of go and hold on to what you have for life. It, it should have been God of Abraham, Isaac, and Esau. But Jacob deceives his brother. Now Jacob, right, dude is terrible. <laughs> he offers this trade up. And, and we see this deception and how it'll affect the rest of his life. But I think if I could draw this to a conclusion, what I want you to see is that it's so neat that God in his grace knows them both. In our struggles, in our imperfections, in our complications, God still can find a way to be in the middle of it. I wouldn't be surprised if there were some older people here in the room that would say, man, I chose the bowl and it still haunts me. And I would encourage you today, put it down and start fresh. We, we believe in a God who can start fresh. We believe in the God of the second, third, fourth, fifth, and 82nd chance. Amen? And you can go to him today and you can trust him. We see here the birthright. The birthright was traded away for a bowl of lentil stew. The birthright doesn't finish in Jacob and Esau's story. Uh, I believe the birthright continues till today. I came across a scripture that challenged me out of John chapter 1, verses 10 through 13. Look at what this says. The text says that Jesus, he was in the world, and that the world was made through him, Jesus. Yet, the world did not know him. He came to his own. Jesus showed up and was amongst his own people. But they did not receive him. Remember I talked about receiving. Whether or not you choose to receive this word this morning is on you. They, they, they chose to not receive him. In other words, you know what? Jesus is right in front of you. This might be the worst trade. You got the physical Jesus there. And you chose not to receive him. But to receive something else? It's a bad trade. Verse 12. But to all who did receive him. Hopefully that's talking about some of us who believed in his name. Jesus gave the right to become children of God. In other words, Jesus traded his birthright for you. Jesus said, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and pass on the birthright. See, the birthright could actually be shared if you wanted to. You could actually layer it. And Jesus does that with us. He says he gave them the right, the birthright. So that you and I now can become children of God. There is a misconception in the world that everybody's a child of God. It's not true. Everybody's a creation of God. But in order to be a child of God, you have to have that birthright. Not everybody has that right. You don't have the right to just all of a sudden claim God as Father. You gotta receive Him first as Father. You gotta receive Him and his son and believe in Jesus as your Lord as your Savior and when you do that you get grafted into the family Jesus says all right, I'll give you the right to be my bro and the father says I'll give you the right to become an adopted son who were born not of blood nor the will of the flesh nor the will of man but of God 
I want that birthright, amen? You can have that birthright today. You can say, you know what? I'm tired of my sin. I've chosen the bull over the calling on my life for so long. I've, I've tried to do it my way for so long. I've ruined it time and time again, but today I'm, I'm receiving Jesus. I'm believing in Jesus. He died on the cross for my sin. He rose from the grave, defeating death and hell. And today, I want my birthright. I want to have an inheritance. Think about the inheritance. A good Bible study for you to do one time is go through the Bible and see all the things you get in Christ. Man, we might have to do that series. Joey, should we do that series? Right? Let's just call this series What We Get. Right? And, 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 and go through all the things you get when you get Christ. The inheritance of the birthright that you and I are going to get and actually have right now. Don't trade that for the bowl of lentil stew that this, the enemy, it's not even good stew. It's not even going to fill you up. You're not dying. You're not li You're lying. <laughs> Esau could have just beat Jacob up. Give me the stew, bro. Don't trade your birthright for that garbage. Jesus gives you the right to become a child of God. I want to close with one more verse from Hebrews. See, the, the Old Testament makes its way into the New Testament. And we see one last mention of Esau in the Bible. And I guess my question for you is, how do you want to be remembered? This is, this is a question for you to answer. How do you want to be remembered? How do you want your kids to remember you? How do you want your grandkids to remember you? How do you want the, how do you want the people next to you to remember you? This is what we see here. See to it that no one fails to obtain the grace of God. I'm trying. I'm trying to get y'all to see it. <laughs> trying to get y'all to see the grace of God that's on display. That, that there's a Savior that loves you, died for you, rose for you, lived a life you couldn't live. He did everything in your place. Be foolish to not receive him. That no root of bitterness springs up and causes trouble. If you have bitterness in your heart today, re renounce it. Confess it. Let it go. And, and make it right. And by it, many have become defiled. That no one is sexually immoral or unholy. Now, maybe the Hebrew writer was like, you know what? Let me find a good example of this. Who can I find that was really unholy? And you know who he found? Esau. Who sold his birthright. <laughs> this is laughable for a single meal. For you know that afterward, when he desired to inherit the blessing, he was rejected. For he found no chance to repent, though he sought it with tears. That will be some of your testimonies. If you fail to receive the grace of God on, 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 on your day, maybe today's your last day, I don't know could be my last day but I want to make sure that I didn't fail to obtain the grace that God has given me in his son Jesus I don't want to finish like Esau I want to I want to I want to walk in Jesus and be set free amen do you feel me on that can we just keep it real can we keep it real at church don't do it it just ain't worth it preach it to the person next to you tell them don't do it it just ain't worth it. Come on, on the other side, say, don't do it. It just ain't worth it. To the person behind you, tell them, don't do it. 
It just ain't worth it. To the person watching this online, don't do it. It just ain't worth it. Father